Wow, that was really weird. Um, <laughs> not that Woody would pray, but it's just weird that, um, man, I was sitting there, and I, I haven't been here in like a year, which, you know, I used to come every month, but, you know, life's crazy. I moved up north, everything else. And so there's a lot of pressure when I come back to APU, like I want to just nail it. I want to fire everyone up. This is my one time this year. I just want to kill it, right, and tell you about all these great things that have been happening in San Francisco. But in my heart, I'm just going, I'm kind of blah right now, to be honest. Um, the last couple months have been tough. And it was weird because during worship, that was so good to hear, you know, just listening to the flute playing and looking at those words. And it was just ministering to me. And then God just started <clears throat> reminding me of all the years here at APU. In fact, I remember one time I was speaking. I was telling Woody about it. And my daughter, my daughter was only like four, three or four years old. And, um, and she got away from the babysitter and crawled up on stage with me. You know, I, I don't know, I guess she can walk at three. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but she crawled up the stairs, got up here, and just grabbed my leg at the end of my talk. Everyone's looking at me, and I'm picking her up, and, hey, what do you want, honey? <laughs> you know, I'm talking right now. And, you know, and the mic's right there in my face. She goes, Daddy, I just wanted to hold you. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like, the whole place was like, oh, you know, everyone's crying. And, and I was just remembering that moment, this little girl, and then thinking, she, she's probably going to attend APU in the fall. I mean, that's so crazy to me that, I mean, that's how long it's been was back from those days. And I was thinking about all the memories and all the things that went on in this place. And I was getting all emotional during worship, like feeling like, man, it's true. I'm in San Francisco. I don't feel a home there. You know, it's, it's a mission. It's something I'm going, I'm doing for the Lord. Thank God for that. But I go, it's weird that I'm at APU and I feel home. And then you come up and you say those things. And, and I was thinking, man, I don't, I don't have it in me to fire everyone up this morning. I, I don't have a great story and tell you about all the fruit in the ministry. Honestly, the ministry stinks. Like, I have not seen anything great happen. You know, if I'm honest with you, this last year's been brutal. You know, you, you, we even see like God do these miraculous things and you think someone's going to repent and they don't. And then there starts getting all this division and it's just, it's just been a tough few months. And, uh, and so to come up here and have him pray for me, all that to say was, I just felt like, Lord, thank you so much. That was so good because I didn't want to come up here and bum everyone out and go, oh, that was a great chapel. But, you know, but, but there is, there's just those times in life. And I don't know, for some reason, God has me in this season in front of you today just to tell you, life is good, but ministry is terrible right now. And I honestly have no idea what I'm doing up there and uh, trying to figure out, trying to plant some churches, trying to make disciples, trying to do all sorts of things. Nothing's working. All right. Um, but let's talk about something else. Uh, I, I was uh, asked to speak at a church a, a few months ago, and they asked me to speak on the issue of God's faithfulness. And I thought, man, I've never preached on God's faithfulness. It's the idea of, of how he's trustworthy. And as I began to study it, I realized, man, I have serious, serious trust issues. Like I don't trust 
well, I don't trust any of you. I, I don't. Like, you, you know, even Woody, I mean, it's great that you pray with me and stuff, but I don't trust Woody. I, I, I mean, he hasn't done anything for me not to trust him. I just don't. Um, does that sound terrible? I, I mean, I, even as I'm driving here, I'm just going, I wonder if he's for real. Um, I, I think there's, and again, there's nothing he's done to make me think he's not for real. So don't get me wrong on that. It's just I'm realizing I don't trust people. I, I, I've been lied to so many times in life, and some people, when you finally trust them, they betray you or they go, and you're just like, wait, that whole thing was a lie? And, and I realized, man, I have a hard time trusting anyone. And some of the biggest mistakes I've made in life is because I've trusted some people too much. Um, and then I start thinking, and I'm not even up here like, oh, I feel sorry for me, because I don't even think there have been that many things done to me. Okay, I'm looking at my life, I'm going, I've lived a good life. It's not like everyone's out to get me. And so I look at that and I think, man, I can't trust people. And then I think of some of you. And I think of some of the things that some of you have gone through. Where, where someone you trusted, someone that was supposed to be a leader or a protector to you, actually abused you. And, and I go, man, how do you ever trust again when someone you respect and admire that's supposed to protect you and care for you then abuses you? I go, how do you go through life like that? How do you trust again? Because I have a hard enough time trusting. And I look at my own life and I go, man, I don't know if I'm trustworthy sometimes. I know sometimes that, that I've been deceptive and I've you know, fooled people or hurt people. And so this whole issue of trust is a very, very difficult one for me. Some of you guys grew up in homes where, where maybe your parents made grand statements that didn't keep them. You know, a lot of you, your parents made a vow, a promise before God Almighty and everyone they loved. And I said, I promise before God and all of you for better or for worse. And boom, it's over. And you go, okay. When can I believe someone's word? And I don't even know if, um, I don't even know if that's all wrong to not trust people. You know, biblically, I look at Jesus. Jesus says he didn't entrust himself to any of these people because he knew what was in their heart. So I'm not even saying that that's wrong, that, that we're skeptical. In fact, there's a sense in which you should be skeptical. You shouldn't just trust me. You should look at everything that I say and look in the scriptures and go, is he for real? Okay, because there's false teachers out there. Don't just trust people. The Bible says, you know, when you, when you follow a leader, he says, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Man, look deeply. Look at how they live their life. Look at the outcome of it and then imitate if they've lived a life of faith. But don't just take people's words for it. Don't just believe something because someone typed a comment after an article on the Internet. You know, oh, there's some truth there. Oh, this guy told me that. She told me that. It's just... Look at their life. And so this trust thing, 
Okay, so that's not bad. What's bad is what I realized was my lack of trust spilled over into my relationship with God. And I noticed that, okay, I'm one of those people where uh, I don't get, I try not to get my hopes up because I don't want to be bummed out. Like when I go into a situation, I just assume the worst. Do you do that? You just assume the worst. So this way, if something good happens, like, oh, no way. This is awesome. Great day. You know, I just assume the worst so I can't get hurt, you know. And, and, uh, and I think a lot of us do that. But that's not what God wants us to do with him. Like, he wants us to be so joyful about his promises, and I noticed that myself, because I'm so used to being guarded, I would look at some of his promises and there was just a hint of guardedness of, uh, I think that's true. Even though, man, he's the one person that's been faithful. He's been true to all of his promises. Everything he promised would happen has happened. You know, and, and his following his word really has made my life amazing. And yet I find myself still struggling with that trust in his faithfulness. Because I'm so used to being lied to. And I thought, you know what, I bet you, if I'm wrestling with this, I guarantee you there's so many of you that you look at the promises of God's word and you have that guarded attitude toward them sometimes. Some of the promises because you don't want to be let down. And that's not the way God wants us to live. He wants us just so enjoying his promises. In Deuteronomy 7 verse 9 it says, know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. God says, I'm not like everyone else. I'm the faithful God. Know that the Lord your God is God. So everyone else can lie to me, but he's not going to do that. He's going to keep his promises for a thousand generations, it says. This idea of, of faithful, it's the Hebrew word to support. You know, it's the idea that you could lean on something. And, and God's saying, when I say something, you can lean on that. And my brother was over at my house the other day, and he was changing the brake pads in our minivan. And so we jacked up, you know, the front tires, you know, and put them on this little stand, you know, took the tire off. And he's, he's sticking his head under that wheel well thing, you know, to, to, to unscrew this thing. And I'm looking at this little stand going, man, if that thing breaks... It's going to sever his head. You know, I'm like, at every moment, I'm just thinking, okay, if it falls now, it's his leg. If it falls now, he's going to cut it in half. I mean, the whole time, I'm just looking, all, but, but it's all over this little tiny metal stand. It's like, man, I'm putting all my trust in this one little support that it's holding up this whole van. And, and that, that amount of trust, that's what God is saying here. He goes, man, I am God the faithful God. You can lean. You can trust everything. Put all of your hopes. Don't be guarded. Just lean on me. If I say something, it's going to happen. You can trust my word to a thousand generations. It's going to happen. I don't care if everyone else has lied to you. Let God be true, though every man be found a liar. You can trust me. And those words, man. I, I love the way Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 11, he says, the saying is trustworthy. 
if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he'll also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Okay, Paul's writing to Timothy. Paul is writing, and in 2 Timothy, he's about to die. Okay, and so he writes this letter to this guy that he's mentoring, Timothy, and, and Timothy is terrified because his leader, his mentor, is in prison right now, and he's about to die. And Paul writes Timothy, he goes, don't worry about it. Second Timothy is like, this spirit of fear in you, that didn't come from God. God gave you a spirit of power, love, self-control. Don't worry about it. He goes, I'm in prison. I'm the one that's going to die. Why are you crying? You know, but Timothy must have been thinking, man, there's my mentor. Look what they're doing to him. And if they're doing that to him, they're probably going to do it to me. And so Paul writes this letter. He says, look, don't be afraid. That spirit of fear, God didn't give that to you. He goes, don't worry about it. He goes, because if we die with him, we're going to live with him. If we endure, guess what? We're going we're gonna to reign with him. He goes, now if we deny him, he's going to deny us. But then he makes that statement. If we're faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. It's an odd phrase. If, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. In other words, it doesn't matter what you've done doesn't matter what people do. That doesn't change who God is. This whole idea of being faithful. My wife, my wife Lisa is an amazing woman. She has been faithful to me for 19 years. As far as I know. Okay? <laughs> I don't trust anyone. Um, <laughs> I don't know what she's doing right now. You know, it's just a whole... No, I, I'm like 98% with her. Okay, so I, I do trust just not completely. So my wife has been faithful for, for 19 years, over 19 years now. And I tried to think of this verse because this verse says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. And I thought, what if my wife was faithless? What if she cheated on me today? Would that affect me? I'd like to think, no, 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 I'm just like God. Like she can do whatever she wants. I'm going to stay faithful. But I know what's in my heart. I know that competitive side. I know that side that wants revenge. I know that side, whatever else, where, where I, I'd like to think, no, even though you did that, I'm going to remain faithful because of my faith in God and everything. I'm going to say, you know, but the, I know there's this sick, evil side of me, you know, that goes, oh, yeah, you did this to me. Watch what I do to you. Yeah, I'm old, but I'm, I'm still kind of sexy. You know, it's just it's that whole, like, watch the, you know, you know what I mean? And I don't want to believe that I would ever do that, but I know there's enough crud still in me where I go, gosh. See, God's saying, I'm not like that, Francis. I'm not like you. If you were faithless, I would remain faithful. Why? Because I cannot deny myself. He goes, I can't stop being me. He goes, I, all through my very nature, I'm just a faithful being. When I say something, it happens. I always keep my word and I'll keep it for a thousand generations. 
And it doesn't matter what you do. If you're faithless, I'm still going to keep my word because I can't stop being who I am. I don't have that little seed of faithlessness. I don't have faithlessness. I don't have that little seed of deceit in me. I'm light, and in me there's no darkness at all. And he's going, I know you don't trust other people. I know you don't even trust yourself. But you understand, I'm a faithful God. I keep my word to a thousand generations. I am who I am. This is my attribute. I am a faithful God. He says, if we have died with him, we'll live with him. And Paul's life showed that he had died with Christ. And he goes, I'm good. He says, if we endure, we will also reign with him. If, if we endure, we will reign with him. I understand this is conditional. If we endure, we will also reign with him. Hebrews 3.14 says, for we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. He goes, you hold on. He's telling Timothy, it doesn't matter what they do to you, hold on. Because if you endure, we're going to reign. And I've never thought about it. I was, I was actually driving a couple weeks ago thinking, meditating on this verse. And I was thinking about that idea of reigning with him. I don't know if you ever thought about it. I never really dwelt on it. I thought, okay, if we endure, we will reign with him. Revelation 3 talks about those who overcome, they're going to sit on his throne with him. And so I'm picturing reigning with him, sitting on his throne. And I'm driving and literally at one point, you know, I was just by myself. I've never done this before. I'm driving in my car. I'm like, ah! Like I just yelled. Like, you know, Tourette's type of, ah! You know, because I, I was just thinking. I was dwelling in my head, picturing, what in the world is that going to be like? Like, you know, you're just driving. You're on the freeway and you're just zoning out. And I'm just picturing, reigning with God. Everything I know of God. Like, he's on this throne with lightning and thunder and fire, this holy being, and he's in charge of everything. And I just started thinking, man, all of that power that's in absolute control, that created everything, is behind me, that's with me. And I'm sitting on the throne with him, reigning over everything. And I just, I just screamed. Just, it was just the weirdest thought. Because I thought, what is that going to be like to reign with God? And Paul's telling Timothy, Man, just hold on. I know you're going through stuff. If we endure, we're going to reign with him. Okay? Don't be freaked out about me being in prison. Now's not the time to cry. Not the time to worry about this stuff. Trust. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. It's a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will live with him. If we endure, we will reign with him. And he also says, but then he says, if we deny him, he'll also deny us. Now, I know a lot of, I've met a lot of people who say, well, I do trust God's promises, but they don't trust his threats. It's like, well, tr- well prom- the promises of blessing, I totally believe those, but when God starts threatening punishment, I don't believe that. I'm like, well, how can you do that? It's true, if we deny him, he'll deny us. Jesus says, if you deny me before man, guess what? I'm going to deny you before my Father in heaven. It's like, well, I believe John 3.16, but I don't believe that. How do you differentiate between the two? And I thought, why are there so many people who believe his promises of blessing, but not his threats of punishment? And I thought, maybe, maybe it's the way you were raised. Maybe some of you grew up in a home where, where mom says, I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. 
floor. You, you know, and, and, and nothing ever happens. And so you're just used to like these threats where, as you know, that's why I try to be consistent with my kids. You know, I remember when my daughter complained about my wife's cooking her oatmeal one morning. And she just knew, you just know, you don't complain about mom's cooking. I'm not thrilled about it either, but we don't, we don't complain, right? And, uh, and, and she just said, oh, oatmeal. And I just looked at her, you're eating oatmeal every meal this week. And then I made her eat oatmeal every week. You know, because I don't want her to think that, you know, that God's a God of empty threats. I remember she was all grouchy. I don't know if some of you people grow up, you know, you, you're grouchy in the morning. But she was rude to all her siblings and everyone else. And I go, you don't get to do that. Do not, do not wake up grumpy, you know, and if you are, hide it. Um, but don't treat us this way in the morning or there will be consequences. Next day, guess what she does? She wakes up. Like, I'm waking you up every day next week at 6 a.m. to pull weeds for an hour before school. And I made her do it. You, you see, it's... You know, see, you guys are like, oh, you're supposed to just threaten to not do it. See, that's what you were raised with. I'm going, man, God is a God. When he says something, he didn't say to Pharaoh, hey, you let my people go or else, you know, I'm going to send a bunch of frogs. All right, I'm not really going to do it. Um, okay, I'll, I'll kill the firstborn. Well, I'm not really going to do it. You know, God's a God where, where you think, no way, but no, he does do it. If we deny him, he will deny us. But then he makes that statement. But we, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. Because he can't deny himself. I think the best picture of this is that picture of Hosea. You know, in the Old Testament. Where he tells Hosea, marry this prostitute. Because I want to show that this is what I've done with Israel. You know, I married, so, so this man of God marries a prostitute, and then this prostitute cheats on him. She should have been like, yeah, God, you know, this guy's going to be faithful to me. But no, she goes back into all of her sin, and God tells Hosea, Hosea, go and go after her. Buy her back. And he must be going, are you kidding me? But God's going, no, I want to show people what I'm like. I want to show people what I'm like to Israel. And so he goes, can you imagine this prostitute who's run away from him? How stupid he must look as they're auctioning her off. And as people are buying these different prostitutes, suddenly, you know, hey, who wants this one? She's kind of old, kind of used up, kind of messed up, been unfaithful, everything else. And you see Jose in the back going, I want her. I want her back. Can you imagine how stupid he must have looked? When all his friends are like, what are you doing? No, I still want her. I still love her. Give her back to me. I'll pay whatever. Just give her to me. And God's saying, that's me. God's saying that to you. He goes, I know you've been faithless. Man, some of you, you need to hear that. You need to understand that because you think you've done some things to where God's not going to listen to you anymore, that he doesn't love you anymore. You said, but I've been unfaithful. I knew better, and I left you. And God said, no, I still want you. I still want you. I know you've been faithless, but I'm still faithful because I can't deny myself. Will you come back to me? Man, do you trust 
the word of God. You guys, I want you to get excited. I, you know, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Man, do you believe that right now, do you trust, do you lean on this so much? That didn't work. Do you lean? <laughs> That's not God. Okay. Um, do you do you lean on his word? I blew that. Okay. But erase it. We got one minute. Um, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all our righteousness. That's God's word. Do you believe that right now, no matter what you've done, God is saying, I'm faithful and I'm just. Just confess it to me right now, and I'm promising you, this is my word, I said it, it's in there. I'll forgive you of that sin, and I'll cleanse you of all, all, every bit of unrighteousness. Like, like, like I'm spotless. I just go, okay, God, I did this, I did this, I did, do I believe I can walk out these doors? And like, God's word said this, I'm totally forgiven. I'm to like, do you have that type of trust, or is it a guarded trust where you go, I'm going to try this confession thing. I don't know if you really forgave me. I'm just going to assume the worst. I'm going to hell. You know what? what you, you know what I mean? Like there's some of that in us. And God's saying, that's not the way I want my kids to live. I want them to know that I know everyone's lied to you. I know they've been faithless. I know some of the people that were supposed to, that made these promises. You trust them and they hurt you. But I'm not like them. I keep my promises for a thousand generations because I can't stop being who I am. Yeah, is life a little tough for me right now? Yeah, it is a little bit. Is it confusing? Yeah, but you know what? This is the one person who has held true. One thing I can count on, and it's the promises of God. So trust in him, enjoy him, rejoice in his forgiveness today, and we'll see you next year.